0: the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, EA Sulkovitz And EA, your website is Givers University. I'm excited to have this conversation. I'm a big fan of generosity. I, I think quite frankly, you know, those who have a generous personality type, they just naturally just seem to do much better than takers. That's my experience. I'm sure you have a point of view on this and, and uh, love to hear it. EA, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Josh, thank you. It's my honor to be on your show. And the first time I even saw the the title of Up My Influence, I thought, man, this guy, is just nailing it because who doesn't want to do that? And one of the best ways to up your influence is to be a giver. So I knew two things about you. Number one, you were nailing it. Number two, you're a giver. So I appreciate it. And thank you for having me on your great show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, tell me about the basic premise or, or tell me what you do at Givers University.
1: We teach something that genuinely is not being taught anywhere else. And I know that for sure because I'm doing one to three interviews a day and every time I go through the explanation, everyone goes, whoa, that is really good stuff and we need to learn that. And here's the premise, right? And to sort of a capsulize all that for your listening audience. And I start off with three questions. If I was to ask your listeners, think about the times each day when you have to stomp out fires. Think about the times during the day when your stress level spikes and goes straight through the roof. Think about the conversations you have during the day where at the end of the conversation, you're not even sure what you're talked about, but you do know one thing for sure, you have no more energy left. They took it all from you. All three of those things, Josh, have one thing in common. That one thing in common is, they have a name attached to them. And so what we teach people is really simple. We teach, first of all, I say to your listeners, we love everybody. I say that emphatically, we love everybody. And we teach people to discern and to separate the person who we love from their deeds, which we may not love. (laughs) And by observing their deeds, and Mm -hmm. we've sifted down over literally 40 years, we have sifted down and sifted down and filtered and filtered to not broad, innocuous swaths of information and references where someone goes, wow, that sounds good, but now what do I do with it? But we've we've actually sifted it down to the deeds, Josh. In other words, Mm -hmm. these are the things people will do, watch the things they're doing, and from that begin to discern the following should I bring them closer into my life? Mm -hmm. Because that's what we want to do with givers, because givers bring with them the three W's of a giver, which is wisdom, wealth, and wellness. Or because of what I'm observing with them, what I'm discerning with them, with their deeds, the things they're doing, should I begin respectfully distancing myself? Not nasty or rude or insensitive, but respectfully begin to distance myself because takers bring with them The three Ds of a taker, which is defeatism, disruption, and destruction. And if I pull them in closer, they're going to make me unwilling collateral damage. And I'm going to be stomping out fires that are not of my making. So what happens with my productivity? It goes down because I'm investing time now stomping out fires. What happens to my stress? It goes up instead of me being in a low stress environment. And my energy is going down and being drained because I'm not surrounded with the right kind of people. So a couple of days ago, I was talking with a gentleman in an interview and he said, you know, this is really great stuff. And I read a book and it said, I need to be surrounded with five good people. And I said, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Which five? And he looked at me with this blank look. We were on video. And I could see the blank look on his face. I said, do you get my point? I said, so I know, Josh, you're a self-improvement guy. Yeah. I'm a self-improvement geek. I'm sure many of your listeners are. So that's a great thing. I'm for that. We love it. But no one's teaching us. How about the other guy? What if he's doing it wrong? What should I do about that? All right. So no one's teaching us to what we call discern. So we say in givers university, givers earn three times more because givers discern three times more. We teach people something not being taught, how to discern in advance with your relationships so that you can bring the right people into your what we call your own giver community that each person should build of the right kind of people around them because not everyone's the right kind of person so from that we teach and that is what we teach with our online courses we teach people how to do that specifically uh and i have to share with you that it's such a blessing because i i can tell it's hitting a chord with people because everyone says you know i You know, I'm just constantly in these stressful situations and they don't realize no one's taught them how to discern what to look for. You know, Um, years ago, I was very fortunate. I became a commercial pilot to fly my own planes. And um, one of the things that the instructor taught me when we sat in the plane for the first time, he said, look out the window. And he said, when you look at other aircraft, you do not want to see the aircraft in the window be one inch in length and two minutes later be four inches in length. He said, that's not good. He said, the reason why is it's coming at you. You're getting closer and it might be 600 knot closure, right? He said, you want that plane in the window to be four inches. And then as you're looking at it, it gets down to one inch. He said, now you're separating and you're being farther. So we teach people, Josh, look, it's a plane. It's a plane. Look in the distance at these situations. And when we say giver, we're not judging a person and labeling a person. Josh, we're labeling the deeds of that person. When we say taker, we're not labeling a person. We're not saying that person. We're saying the deeds of that person are taker deeds. So from that, we teach people to look in advance and discern in advance based on what I, people today, don't they don't even know what to look for, Josh. They don't know what to see. What should I be looking at and what should I be looking for to decide if I should bring them closer or respectfully distance myself? So, we teach them with which genuine actual checklists. Here's the things, the deeds, the finite deeds. Watch them doing these things, and it'll help you discern should you have them in closer or should you be respectfully distancing. So, that's
0: what we do. We teach discernment. Yeah. You know, I, I love this because I think sometimes you could say, all right, well, I'm going to adapt this giver philosophy. And what that means is that we give, 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 um, even to the point of um, not honoring our boundaries. And um, I like what I got from what you said. And I've experienced this. Like I've been in, uh, there's one event uh, in particular that I was attending it. I'm like, I feel like I'm in the wrong room. There feels like there's just there's a wrong energy in here. Like it's, it's not working for me. I just feel unsettled. And, uh, it it was, uh, you know, it was probably costly short-term for me to make a hasty exit from that. I know it was, um, but long-term for my spiritual, my emotional, like that was the right time. I know I'm speaking so generically. I want to be careful though, (laughs) But, um, but there are going to be times in our lives in business where, and I like this, it's kind of this, um, you know, using your emotional guidance system, right? I think they, you know, remember have ever talked, they talked about back in the secret is like, how are you feeling? Do yeah. you feel good? You know, we always want to show up in a generous, like we're here to serve, right? I'm here to make a positive impact in the world. I'm here to bring value to people. I'm here to bring my highest good to them yet. Yeah. I still need to respect because as a giver, I need to be sensitive that I can always show up in the lives of the people I'm supposed to be showing up. And if I'm in the vicinity of someone that's got a real taker energy, it's going to drain me. And so I have to protect myself and say, you know what? There's a oil and water vinegar thing here. I need to go ahead and, and make that separation. This isn't it, right? It's almost like I'm kind of feeling around in the dark and I'm like, okay, no, that doesn't feel like it. That's not where I'm supposed to be. I need to go find some other people that I could be of service because that's where I am. My highest good is for a you know maybe a little bit different relationship
1: dynamic. I think so, and uh, you, I mean you explained that perfectly. And 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 one of the things I think that you have you have actually a very unique situation, Josh. I, I mean, I from your. Excellent way that you help guests come on, and I saw that you know you had you've done over well over two hundred podcasts, and who knows who knows how many you're at nowadays. But the uh, but the fact of the matter is, you probably have at this point a sense of intuition and a an attuned discernment that you've already mm-hmm. learned because of the scars on your shins. You <laughs> know the, the you know the 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 value in that discernment, and yeah. you've learned as a result of that. And most people, and share a couple of things with you that my business mentor shared with me along those lines, right to your point, Josh. Um, and that was, he said, first of all, when you're a giver, people will take advantage of you. He said, expect it. Oof. He said, part of being a giver. He said, when you're a giver, people take advantage of you. But, and he said, here's the part no one gets of the equation: you are never diminished because they did. They're diminished. He said, when you're a giver. People will take advantage of you, but you're never diminished. They are diminished. He said, So, what'll happen is, and he's, and he's teaching me about these things because, you know, I'm the son of a milkman, burnt out janitor is my background. And so, he's teaching me about this thing called this scale that of life, that services and rewards that I'm sure you're familiar with. And he said, you know when you, he said, you want to be constantly pushing everything on that services side of the scale because it strives to balance itself and give you those rewards back. It strives for balance. And he said, so you push as hard as you can to get it out of balance, mm. services, services. So when people take advantage of you because they're gonna, he said, remember it always comes back from another person from another business venture, in another situation, in another way, because those scales always strive to be in balance. He said, so being uh, being afraid of being taken advantage of in a big way stops people from being a giver. The fear stops them from being a giver. And, and we have determined, Josh, that about 20% of the population are givers. I mean, you put them in any situation, doesn't matter, business, family, personal they will find a way to begin contributing to it. They'll give to it. They'll invest in it. They'll help it. They'll be the first to step up forward. They're just wired that way. By contrast, the other side of the Grand Canyon are the 20% that are takers. They will craft in a short period of time a way to take emotionally, mentally, financially, spiritually, they're just wired that way, right? Now, we have 20%, 20%. Where's the 60%? Well, they're in the middle and we call them fencers. And the reason why is they sit on the fence. They act like givers when they're with givers. They act like takers when they're with takers. They can be great relationships, but we need to manage them. So what we wanna do ideally is to surround ourselves with those who are givers that have wisdom, wealth and wellness, because the givers always bring that with them. And therefore we can give that back to them And over time, we build this community around. It's not overnight. We build this community around us. And then as a result, our productivity goes straight to the roof because now we're not putting out these fires that aren't of our making. And all these things were shared with me by my business mentor. And I can share with your listeners. Josh, one of the great things you do with Up My Influence is whether your listeners realize it or not, you're mentoring all of them. Mm -hmm. You're bringing them great information. You're, you're bringing them, you know, usable content that they can apply in their life. That's so critical. And for those that are listening, if I can share Josh, a couple of just small stories about the importance of a mentor and, and learning these things, learning these skills, you know, uh, as opposed to being the person that says, you know, I took a class one time and, you know, I know all that stuff, you know, and, we call them sophomores, right? They've already been to school one year. And now because of that, they know everything. And and I can share with you two things that happened to me in a very humble situation that actually led to my mentor and what he meant to me in my life. And I share this as a story to help your listeners. First, you know, I was born in Chicago. Uh, my, my father was a milkman. I was raised you know, son of a milkman back then, Josh. I'm 65 years old. So back then, milk was in glass gallons. And there was a box outside everyone's house. And that was the milkman's box. And you know what was amazing, Josh? There was always money in the box and no one touched it. (laughs) Everyone knew that was milkman money, right? So my father had this route, one man show, you know, he had his own milkman route for Twin Oaks. And I, at five years old, used to help him deliver milk. At 16 years old, I ventured out my first big step and I moved up to become successful. And I became a janitor. Now, I didn't mind that because business was always picking up. What? Anyway, so the uh, so as a result of being a janitor at the ripe old age of 16, I had two extraordinary events happen in my life while being a janitor. Mm-hmm. So I share with your listeners, don't be afraid to do the lowly thing because you'll be surprised what comes out of that. The first was at 16 years old, Josh, I was able to be bonded, which means I could be insured. So if my buffer went crazy in an expensive place, insurance would cover it. Right. Because of that, I was able to clean a lady's house and I was in there every single Wednesday cleaning her house. And her name is June Martino. Now that name wouldn't mean anything to you unless you saw or your listeners saw a particular movie that was out recently that's still even out on streaming today. It's called The Founder with Michael Keaton. Yeah. Great. Okay. All right. You saw a great the movie. movie. All right. So, and, and uh, so it's about the McDonald's brothers and, and uh, Ray Kroc, right? Michael Keaton plays Ray Kroc. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 I can share with you that that's very Hollywood eyes and very drama. The, the events, okay. there's a lot of events there, but you know, it's certainly Hollywood eyes. Now in the movie, Michael Keaton is talking to a lady outside his office all the time. And he's saying, June, this, June, this, June, that that's June Martini, Madam Martino. That's the lady whose house I cleaned every Wednesday. Oh my gosh that lady. So here I am at 16 years old. And I lived in Chicago at this time in Oak Brook, which is where the McDonald's headquarters was. Right. So Mm -hmm. in my lifetime, I witnessed the whole McDonald's phenomenon and knew June Martino to be this icon. And here I am every Wednesday in her million dollar house cleaning it. And the first thing that caught my mind, which was so interesting, Josh, was I thought I had thought to be successful, you had to be a jerk. You had to take advantage of people. You had to push people down. You had to be me first oriented. Josh, she was so the opposite. It wasn't even funny. Mm -hmm. Approachable, kind. I was in every Wednesday. She always said hi to me. Even if I was looking down at the floor, buffing the floor, she said hi to me first. I mean, very nice and approachable. And I couldn't count how many zeros she was worth on my fingers and toes. right? Right. So one day, She was in an extra good mood. And I thought, man, this is my chance. I'm going to go talk to June. So, and she knew who I was. I was in there every week, right? And uh, and she has maids and butlers and everything else there, you know, but I'm doing a special thing on the floors and clean the pool and garage, all that. So I went up to her and I said, June, can I ask you a question? She goes, well, sure. I mean, very nice. Always very approachable. And I said, could you tell me about it? And she said, well, what? And I said, well, the whole McDonald's thing. I'm not kidding you, Josh. She put her arm around me, brought me in the kitchen, and the entire day, because I asked her in the morning, the entire day told me the whole McDonald's story. She mm. worked for, and in the movie, that is correct. She worked with Ray when he was a milkshake mixer salesman yeah. before he even met the brothers. Wow. Right, so he was with, She told me about that all the way through to the moment we're there. So I'm sitting in the kitchen. She has maids and butlers bringing us food so she can keep telling me the story. Mm. And I'm like, oh my God. This is June Martino, and she's telling this snot-nosed 16-year-old kid this whole story. And in the movie, she references decades ago, way before the movie, there's a time in the movie, Josh, you'll probably remember because it's a drama scene, where June goes to Ray and says, we have no money. There's no money in the till. And that prompts Ray to call the brothers. They have an argument. And Ray says, I need more money. I need more percentage. I'm only getting like less than 2%, right? I don't remember that movie, but it was a drama scene, right? Right. He told me about that scene decades before (laughs) and said, Ray had made an agreement with her that he had no money. So he wouldn't pay her. There was no money to pay her. And he gave her worthless, worthless company stock And agreed to take the phone calls from bill collectors so Mm. i asked her i said june i'm a janitor i work friday to friday i work paycheck to paycheck if i don't get paid on friday i'm not showing on saturday right i said why'd you do it josh she sat back in her chair stared at me and i could tell she had this incredible look on her face like no everyone always wanted to know what happened but no one wanted to know why so I just asked her, why'd you do it? And she's staring at me for about five seconds and it seemed like an hour. As I could tell, she really was wondering, why did she do it? Hmm. And when she spoke, it made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. When I asked her, June, why'd you do it? She said, because I believed in Ray. Hmm. And my first thought, Josh, instantly was, that's it. I need a Ray Kroc. I need someone that can teach me. I'm a son of a milkman, burnt out janitor. I don't even know what I need to know, let alone ask the right questions, but I need a Ray Kroc who can put me under their wing and teach me and look at how it helped June. And I threw it out there. Ignorantly, I threw it out there and stumbled upon the right question. I just simply said, where's my Ray Kroc? I need to find him. And it wasn't three months later, we got a phone call in our office, Bada bought a guy coming in from Detroit that was opening a diamond store and, <laughs> and he became my mentor that I was fortunate enough and blessed enough. And what was funny was when the phone call came in the janitorial service, I was not, I, the, the boss told me, he, you know, I mean, it was late at night. I'd already punched out and he said, and the phone rang and then he hung up the phone. He said, well, some guys in from Detroit, he wants to see some carpeting. He's opened a diamond store. And I said, okay, well, what's that got to do with me? He said, "Well, I need you to go," and I said, "I'm not going, Jerry. I already punched out. I'm done, and I already punched out on the time clock." He said, "No, I need you to go and show him some carpeting." I said, "Jerry, no, I'm not going. Second, no," I said, Josh. I said, "I don't know anything about carpeting. You know, I don't. I just clean places. I clean bowling alleys. That's it. You know, I clean places." He goes, "I, I need. I tell you what. If you go, I'll give you a pick of any Saturday off you want." I said, "Any Saturday." because for a janitor that's a big negotiation chip because Saturdays we're cleaning when businesses are closed so i got to share with you we're very 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 close at this instance of you know me not even going and i went and i met this gentleman and little do i know that he became the man that changed the trajectory of my life so i share with all your listeners be careful of that moment on the edge of a dime that will change your life forever and be a giver and the last thing that my business mentor shared with me that I'll share with all of your listeners was is simple. Three things to say to myself every day that your listeners should learn. And those three things very simply are, I will never give up, I will keep rising up, and I will always overcome.
0: All right. I love it. EA, uh, your website uh, is Givers university.com. Um, when someone goes there, what should they click on? How do they engage? How? how sh- what's a great next engagement? Uh, just simply go to
1: the website. Uh, you'll see on each page a place to sign up for the newsletter. As soon as they sign up for that, they put in their first name and email address. That's it. Confirm, because we don't spam, so confirm it's the right email when you get it. And then within minutes, they'll get a download of the sixth arrows that takers shoot at givers. Mm. A couple days later, they're going to get a two-page checklist of the 25 actual dues, the deeds that they should look for. They should print it off, put it in their pocket. These are the things you should be observing that people do that will help you decide if you should bring them in close or respectfully distance yourself. And that begins our relationship with them. And we are going to invest heavily, giving them quality usable tools.
0: All right. EA Salkovitz, Givers University. EA, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Josh.
1: And one of the best things your listeners can do is share up my influence with anyone else who they think is being a little takerish because it is a third party. It may open up their mind a little bit and they'll be stomping out one less fire. And Josh, thank you for having me.
0: Such a great podcast. please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you. If you've done this already, we believe that every person has a message. that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.